This podcast is supported by JBS International Incorporated through a grant award from the Health Resources and Services Administration, HRSA, of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, with 0% finance with non-governmental sources. The contents are those of the author and do not necessarily represent the official views of, nor an endorsement, by HRSA, HHS, or the U.S. government. For more information, please visit hrsa.gov. Welcome into another episode of Rural Roads, the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Rebolt with JBS International. Before we jump to today's episode, a few Hardcore TA reminders. Have you visited the Hardcore TA portal recently? Hopefully, that answer is yes, because it is the best way to stay up to date with all the latest and greatest Hardcore resources, info, and other opportunities. From the portal, you can dive into various toolkits or templates, engage with different learning modules on the LMS, visit our core corner and read past newsletters, rewatch past webinars, you get the idea. Also, be sure to connect with our core TA on social media. You can find us on Facebook, X, and Instagram. And now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome into another episode of Rural Roads, the Core podcast. I'm your host, Tim Rabel with GBS International. We're just days away from the 2024 R-Core reverse site visit in Washington, D.C. Last week, we covered an overview and preview of sorts, a great episode to listen to in preparation for next week, or to download and listen to on the plane, car ride, or however you're getting into town. Today, we have a quick episode, and we're doing a little bit more of an in-depth look into one particular piece of the RSV, this year's innovation tank. The Arcore innovation tank, it's not even a year old. We launched it last year as a breakout session, and it was a hit. This year, we had dozens of submissions, and we'll have six grantees present their submissions in front of all attendees in a jam-packed, nearly two-hour plenary session before we head into lunch on day one. I'll be co-hosting this session with GBS colleague and technical expert lead Jordan Brandt. Once again, we will have a panel of expert commentators with a representative from HRSA, from GBS, and a grantee representative. You'll get to know them a bit more as we kick things off next week. Let's get to know the grantees. In alphabetical order, the order in which they'll present next week, first up, Family Health Center of Marshfield, an NAS2 grantee out of Marshfield, Wisconsin, right up the road from where I am here in Milwaukee. Family Health Center of Marshfield, and I'm going to read a little bit from each of the grantees' project summaries. They plan to use HRSA or Core NAS grant funds to reduce the incidence and impact of NAS in rural, central, northern, and western Wisconsin through the HOPE Consortium Partnership. Initiatives will support individuals affected by substance use disorder who are at risk of becoming pregnant, currently pregnant, and or have recently given birth, as well as their families who reside in Barron, Clark, Forest, Iron, Jackson, Oneida, Pope, Portage, Price, Rusk, Villas, and Wood Counties, and the Forest County, Potawatomi, Ho-Chunk, Lac de Flambeau, Chippewa, and Sokagon, Chippewa Tribal Nations. With a total population of nearly 400,000, the rural service area is characterized by a higher proportion of residents or Native American, over 65 years of age, disabled or military veterans than in the state of Wisconsin overall. Their submission, their own spin on recovery doula training, a concept that Innovation Tank attendees from last year might recall as the winning grantee, Bighorn Valley Health Center, also presented on. We're picking up this year right where we left off last year. Next up after them is Intermountain Health. Located in Utah, they're an implementation three grantee, also, PsychoSTEM 1 and MAT Access 2 used a couple different awards for the funding of their submission that they'll present on titled Rural Jail-Based Substance Use Interventions Effect on Recidivism in Utah. 
a bit from their project summary. They'll provide treatment, prevention, recovery services based on needs and information gathered during the Central Utah Core Planning Program. Overall goal, goal of the project is to reduce the morbidity and mortality of substance use disorder, including opioid use disorder, in the target rural communities by implementing a set of core SUDOUD prevention, treatment, and recovery activities that incorporate evidence-based, promising, and innovative approaches. All direct service activities will take place in four, four fully rural counties throughout Utah. After them will be Mountain State Health Alliance, Implementation for grantee down in Johnson City, Tennessee. You'll see a pattern there, also a grantee with multiple awards. From their project summary, the project will strengthen and expand prevention, treatment, and recovery services for rural residents to enhance their ability to access treatment and move forward, move toward recovery. Goals of their implementation program are community education via presentations to multi-generational groups and via faith-based efforts to destigmatize opioid use disorder and substance use disorder, expansion of available substance use treatment, including support for families and caregivers, expanding the frequency and number of peer-led recovery support groups and meetings, connecting individuals with OUD or SUD to peer-led recovery support groups and meetings, training certified peer recovery support specialists to help serve the region and increase access to SUD-related prevention, treatment, and recovery services, creating second-chance employment opportunities for previously justice-involved individuals or those nearing re-entry from incarceration. With a lot of these grantees, you can read more on the RCOR TA portal if you want to have a little bit more full details on some of their project summaries. Mountain State Health Alliance, their submission is around their Peer Help Programs Caring Workplace Initiative, a recovery-to-work program that also focuses on building the recovery ecosystem in their community in a multitude of ways. After them will be the first of two Oklahoma-based grantees. First up will be Oklahoma State, submitting under implementation four, but again, you might be seeing the pattern, multiple awards for Oklahoma State down in Tulsa. Their, their project summary for under implementation four says, the Okmulgee Opioid Response Project exists to reduce the morbidity and mortality of substance use disorder and opioid use disorder in Okmulgee County, Oklahoma, a high-risk rural community. Okmulgee County is among the top 15 counties out of 77 in the state of Oklahoma for unintentional poisoning and nearly three-fourths of the deaths involved a prescription painkiller. The overall goal of the proposed project is to strengthen and expand SUD prevention, treatment, and recovery services to enhance access to treatment and move towards recovery. Their work will plan and strategize, and their plan and strategies will be carried out throughout the three years of funding and beyond by a purposeful, multi-sectoral, community-based coalition with representatives from all sectors of the target community with the Oklahoma State University Center for Health Sciences serving as the implementation project convener. For their submission, they will be talking about comprehensive virtual services that they've implemented for incarcerated individuals. After them will be Santa Lac County Health Department, a behavioral health care support grantee also in the Midwest in Sandusky, Michigan. From their project summary, their goals are to improve access to quality, integrated SUD, and other behavioral health care services by addressing structural and system-level barriers, improve the quality and sustainability of behavioral health services, by supporting coordinated evidence-based trauma-informed SUD and other behavioral health care services and improve the capacity of the community and behavioral health care system 
to address community risk factors and social determinants of health that affect the behavioral health of residents. Their submission, youth-based prevention through an inflatable obstacle course slash escape room. Sounds so cool, I want to try it myself. And then finally, to wrap up the session, Southern Plains Tribal Health Board and Overdose Response Grantee, also out of Oklahoma. The Southern Plains Tribal Health Board, our core overdose response initiative, will implement the following strategies and activities to support the overall goal of the ARCOR HRSA initiative. Strategy one, provide funding, support, and sustainability to the, to the established Sovereign Me Harm Reduction Initiative. This strategy provides an immediate response to the opioid crisis in rural tribal communities. Some of the activities within that strategy, and again, with all the grantees, you can learn more by visiting their pages in the ARCOR TA portal. A couple of those activities under that strategy, purchase and distribute naloxone, fentanyl test strips, and other relevant harm reduction supplies within the target population. Establish services to reduce transmission of infectious disease, such as, but not limited to, hepatitis A and B. Vaccinations, pre- and post-exposure. Prophylaxis for HIV, hepatitis C treatment, etc. And activity three, Southern Plains Tribal Health Board will work with Cat Media to create an anti-stigma marketing campaign for the Sovereign Me Harm Reduction Initiative. With all the grantees, please visit the portal to read more about their project summaries. That final idea for Southern Plains Tribal Health Board, their submission is a robust setup of text-to-order harm reduction kits. So we got six really unique, innovative submissions amongst dozens of submissions that were all outstanding in various ways. All happens next week, Washington, D.C. at the 2024 R-Core Reverse Site Visit. Safe travels. Thanks for tuning into this quick episode, and we'll see you there.